Thanks for listening to that great Mank pod. Please do us a massive favour and subscribe to this podcast. And if you can, leave us a review on iTunes. Both are a massive help, enabling us to promote the people and the great causes we champion to a much bigger audience. If you want to get in touch, give us a follow on Twitter at Great Mank Pod and drop us a DM. Cheers. You're listening to That Great Mank Pod, Greater Manchester's community podcast. Top one arcade. I'm Anne Marie Jones and I'm the Chief Exec at AGUK Trafford. Okay, thank you very much for uh, for coming on the podcast, Anne Marie. You're welcome. So, Age UK Trafford, do you cover all the boroughs in Trafford? Yeah, we cover all the borough of Trafford. Yeah, just the borough of Trafford because each Age UK is an independent charity, so we're an independent charity. So we only work in Trafford and we only uh, use our resources in Trafford. And other Age UKs will do the same in their their areas. All right, fantastic. I didn't. I, that's what I didn't actually know. I didn't know you were sort of independent to your own borough. Yeah, no, uh, not lots of people know that. Actually, not a lot of people know that, as they say. <laughs> yeah, a bit of Michael Caine there. Yeah, so not a lot of people do know that um, because um, people think we're a national charity and we're not. Um, we're we're a partnership and a brand partnership, and we work together as charities. And obviously, in Greater Manchester, we have closer working links as well as charities, and we do. We do do some things together, but as a charity itself, we are totally autonomous. We have our own charity number. We're responsible for raising our own funds. Our board is uh, the board of Age UK Trafford will decide the strategic direction of Age UK Trafford as the board of Age UK Manchester, Oldham, etc. will decide their strategic direction, which may be different, may be different in each Age UK. And the resources, because we're not a national charity and we get our resources ourselves, the things that we do are often different, which can be confusing to, to people out in, in the real world. Um, because, you know, if an Age UK does a nail cutting service, for example, for older people, there's an expectation everybody will do it and everybody doesn't do it because we don't necessarily have the resources to do it. Or we might have gone in a different direction strategically. Um, so in Trafford, for example, 25 years ago or more, we decided our main focus would be around supporting people with dementia and their carers and that we would be we would aim to be the leading provider of services and support for people with dementia in Trafford and that's one of our main aims we still have a lot of other services and generic services but a lot of our work is around that and also integrating people with dementia into other services as well so that they're in with with people who don't have dementia because that does two things that keeps them connected to their community and it also helps people who don't have dementia and don't come across dementia understand what dementia is and how to behave with people with dementia and what to expect so you know it makes it it gets rid of some of that 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 myth about dementia and, and some of those um concerns that people might have in dealing with people with dementia i mean it's a uh... It's great to hear this because, I mean, one of the things we work across Greater Manchester, so we work in all the boroughs. And then when we're talking to GMCA or we're talking to any of the uh, services or authorities, one of the things that me and Paul are always telling them is you've got to tailor the offer to that borough because, you know, what works in Wigan doesn't necessarily work in Stockport. Yeah. And they come up with these generic plans of how everything's yeah. going to fit. And it never works because yeah. they're not involving the local community, which are 
totally different. You know, we've got different needs, different makeups, different sort of thing. So it's great to hear that you you are run and yeah. designed by your local community. Yeah, and the, the, it, with Trafford in particular, um, it is different from from a, uh, many other places and a lot, of, if not all, of the other um, GM boroughs because. It's almost a false borough in that it's a collection of towns. There is no centre. So you haven't got, you know, a central town that everybody goes to. So in Trafford, you know, people who um, live around the Altrincham area, they will only go into Altrincham. They're not going to come to Ermston. Sometimes they will. I'm not saying nobody does, but obviously they prefer to have things. That's where they go shopping. That's where they want to be. Whereas in other boroughs, you might have a central town that everybody comes into for their shopping or, you know, that's where they go for their main. They might go to local shops, but they, that's where they go for their main shop. We don't have that in traffic. So we're a bit different in that way. So you do have to. And very often you will have to have at least two events. So if you're having some kind of winter warmth event or you're having electric blanket testing, you'll need to have one in the north and west of the borough and you'll need to have one in the south end of the borough because people won't come from the south to the north and west and people won't go the other way. So, you know, it, it is like, I don't know if you've ever seen it, it's like Game of Thrones. Yeah. Trafford. Um, I, yeah. I'm, I'm from North Manchester originally. You know, we, we me and my wife started, lived in uh, Stratford uh, and now we're living in Sale. We've been in Sale for 13, 14 years. I, I love it. Yeah. But it, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It is really weird. Brilliant. Yeah. Loads of parks. Access is great. A great mix of communities and people and ages and all sorts of things and yeah. cultures. But yeah, it's like, oh no, we can't go there. It's like there's an invisible, yeah. <laughs> an invisible thing that stops people. Oh no, I couldn't, I couldn't possibly go to the Stretford Armdale. Why? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the mall. And, and if you tell them it's just, it's no, it's a mall now. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, they go, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll try that. It's a bit posh, that, isn't it, a mall? <laughs> it's posh. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I, I mean, know. But, and it, it's extremes of, of, of um, situations as well. So you yeah. can have, we rarely get any kind of, well, when we were in Europe, we rarely got European money in most of the borough because there are only small parts of, parts of the borough that are, deprived as seen yeah. as deprived however you can be in somewhere like particularly for older people you can be in somewhere like Hale Hale uh, Bowden area where you know you've got the footballers with their mansions and all the rest of it mm. but you've got a, an elderly widow who's living in a, in a big house but is only in one room because she can't keep the rest of the house up Absolutely. you know she no she doesn't know anybody her family's moved away maybe even abroad she has no access to information. She's afraid to claim anything because they may put her in a home if she does. Yeah. So, you know, and they're very difficult to find those people in, in really affluent areas. Um, so, it, yeah, it's 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 a it's a strange borough. Yeah, really good point. I mean, people, yeah, you're right. I mean, they, you know, they drive around, they see the big houses and, and they make they make assumptions. I still make assumptions. Yeah. I, you know, I try to pretend that I don't, but I do. Yeah. Um, I, I, our, our, our constituents, if you like, older people tend to live in those areas as well, and that you know, um, by their nature, local authorities and other other uh, funding providers, there and with government direction, they are looking at deprived areas. So they will concentrate a lot of resources in, say, Old Trafford, mm. but that's not where all the older people are. That's kind of young and Partington younger population not where all the older people are the older people tend to be in sale pale that yeah. area so it, it, it's you know the, the funding isn't necessarily 
uh, aimed at, at older people. He used to say it's not sexy, is it? So it isn't really older well, people. Well, I think that's why it's, like Damien said, I think it's a fantastic idea. I mean, I'm sure it's got its 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 own issues and problems with you being your own uh, entity, you know, raising funds and, and stuff like that. But in terms of knowing what's going on in the community, that I think it's a really good model. Um and and yeah and you know just I, again not making a generalization but I think people who've who've generally got a little bit of money families is that you know those kids probably have got more chance to go to university getting jobs moving away moving abroad moving down south move and and you're right it ends up with the mum and dad living on their own then if one of them passes then they're absolutely on their own and you wouldn't you wouldn't think it when you go past these these massive houses so. No, that's a really good point. It does get you thinking. Yeah, yeah the the whole issue of isolation. I mean, it's. I think the um, during the pandemic, I think that became more apparent. I mean, we we were doing some work in some housing schemes, and it was like trying to involve digital inclusion, trying to get people to link up. You know, using different technology, we had to adapt to it quick and start doing stuff on yeah. Zoom. Yeah. Um, and we were trying to, try to encourage others to do that. But then I was having discussions with housing associations and they're going, I said, but you've only ever looked after those six people that use your lounge. What yeah. about Mabel who's been stuck in her room for the last 20 years and nobody's bothered with it, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it, it raises up that, that <clears throat> like you say, it might be a big house, it might be classed as a posh area, it might be, you know, and that assumption that that person isn't struggling or isn't using a food bank, or isn't, yeah. you know, yeah. and people do, and they have to, and also, they don't know, they've got, they haven't got the support network around oh, them, have yeah. they, Amory? Uh, no, and they, they often, often haven't got the transport either, so it's not mm. just in, it's not just in uh, deprived areas where the transport links might be bad, they might be in more affluent areas, simply because everybody's had cars there, because they're all well off, and they can all have a car, so there isn't the necessary, the, the need for public transport in the same way, but then you've got older people who haven't got cars, who no longer, you know, maybe the wife is the is the widow, could never drive, you know, yeah. so those transport links often aren't there as well for them. So, I also think the community provision, I mean, I, you know, I've worked across Greater Manchester, and lots of areas where, you know, capacity buildings, setting up projects, all sorts of stuff. And what you will find is in an area that's classed as underprivileged, mm. high rates of crime, all that sort of stuff, there's a lot of community resource there because it's easier yeah. to get. So yeah. you'll get your community centres, you'll get your lunch clubs, you get your, you know, those kind of activities yeah. and, and interventions. But off the top of my head, I couldn't think of one in Altrincham or one in Hale or one in, you know, where people would yeah. call it... But have that friendship and yeah. additional yeah. support. It's not about the lunch, is it? The lunch yeah. just brings you together. Yeah. You know? Yeah. How, how do you reach out to those people then in the communities that are hard um, to? And I know that's a really general question, but I'm just interested as to. Yeah. I mean, you know, there'll be a lot, a lot of word of mouth. So sometimes mm. it will be neighbours. Um, who will contact us and say they're worried about this particular person um, or it might be family members and it may be family members not only from you know in this country they may have moved abroad you know we sometimes get phone calls 
from abroad saying I'm coming over to see my mother and I'm really worried and what can we do while I'm over here and what can we what can we sort out for or whatever so we'll get that as well um, but directly we will go out with advertising we do use social media it won't necessarily get directly to the person but it might get to their family mm. or people that know them um, we also will use uh, partner, partner organisations that we work with as well who know about us and we'll do the same for them as well. So it's making sure people know about them. So if they pick up somebody that they recognise Age UK could support, then they'll, they'll, they'll forward that person to us as well, refer that person to us as well. So as many ways as we possibly can, really. And most of our staff and volunteers are local people and, and you know live in Trafford so they will also pick up things when they're out about our finance and personnel manager once picked up somebody wandering down her street who she knew perfectly well didn't belong there um, and was able to, to sort that out and you know we, we were able to put safeguarding in as well the next day about that person so you know staff and, and volunteers who live locally are doing those things and, and telling us about them as well. Yeah that, that so local what, um, knowledge. Yeah. So if somebody does see somebody are they worried about somebody what uh, now, when I can see it in the banner behind you. It says services for over 50. So it scares me a bit now I'm 52. I think I've, I've crossed that bracket. But mm-hmm. what services could you offer somebody if they, if they rang you up or they was worried about somebody? Right. So uh, we have a quite a wide range of services, really. So we have our information and advice service, which will support people um over the age of 50 and their carers, even if the carer is younger, because some people, you know, over 50 will need a, a carer and it might be a child who's younger. Um, so we will support them with a range of topics, um, you know, care needs. Uh, I'm trying to think. We've got a traders list. We have uh, solicitors that do free appointments as well. So we can give some legal advice. Um, we do benefit checks and we will complete benefit forms. Resources generally mean that the benefit forms that we complete tend to be attendance allowance for over 65s, mm. which is a really difficult form for people to complete. Um, yeah. We just don't have the resources to do working age benefit uh, because CAB can do that and be referred to CAB for that. Um, but we do do attendance allowance. We also complete blue badges and things like that. So, so that kind of thing within our information advice service. Um, we can support people and give them information around uh, how to pay for care, um, you know, what care assessments will look like, that kind of thing. We've got a falls prevention um, programme, which is has got 13 classes up and running across the borough. So they will be postural stability classes and strength and balance exercise classes. Um, we partner with Trafford Leisure as well. We actually subcontract Trafford Leisure to do some extra classes. So they've just got back up and running after COVID. So we've been yeah. running all the way through COVID, but they've just got back up and running after COVID. And uh, they they will be they will be providing now a number of extra additional classes as well across the borough. So we're well covered now for falls prevention. Anybody can refer to our falls prevention. It can be a, a can be a GP, it can be a, another a professional, but it can be a family member or it can be the person themselves. So anybody that's afraid of falling or has fallen, um, who's over the age of fifty, can can refer themselves to our falls prevention. That's a. I mean, my um, my mum and dad are both in the what late seventies? My dad got myeloma. My dad's got myeloma, and and you do worry about that um, falling mm. because we've also we've had members in the family who have been older than that, who've been in reasonably decent nick to be fair, and fallen, 
and it's then you've you they've gone in hospital and yeah. you've just seen them just just go right yeah. down and from from the and you can pinpoint it with a, with a couple of my relatives I can pinpoint it to to when that actually started to happen so that's a hugely yeah. important and I don't think people can you know I think when you when you're feeling a little unstable then then people's confidence yeah. goes but that that's a really really I, I think that with older people, you know, that's one of the, if not the highest or main reason they end up in hospital is a fall. Yeah. And readmissions as well is then fall again once you fall, fall once mm. you fall again. But six months after attending one of our uh, courses, our classes, our course, uh, um, program of classes, people, I think it's 83% of people don't fall within that six months. So you wow. can see the importance of those, you know, those classes. So it is really important to get people in there. And of course, we've got a higher rate of referral at the moment because people did what they were told during lockdown and stayed home. They didn't move out of the chair. You yeah. know, they were already, as you say, older. They were already stiffer. Now they're, you know, they're, they're just unstable on their feet, they're much mm-hmm. frailer, um, more likely to fall. So yeah, important. That's an important service. Our memory loss advice service, I talked about uh, dementia before. So our memory loss advice service, we have memory loss advisors, dementia advisors, and we have a mild cognitive impairment advisor as well. That's MCI advisor. So we, we, again, support the person with dementia, but also the carer. Um, We have the advisors. We have hub meetings. Mm. um, Where people with dementia and their carers come along to the hub and they can share information with peers and, and you know get some advice from peers as well and, and be with people that are in the same situation and know what it's like to be yeah massively important with, yeah. with dementia um we are at the hubs we will also have speakers on things that don't always relate to dementia but that are useful for people in that age bracket as well so we might have somebody come from trading standards about scams we've even had a chef come out and do a you know a simple three course meal and things like that mm. so we do that because people with dementia and their carers become isolated from other older people so they won't necessarily be going to groups with other older people where they will be getting that information so we make sure they get that information through another route as well um we have they support in that service they support understanding the diagnosis whether it's uh, a diagnosis of dementia or whether it's um, MCI, they will give, they will do help with advanced care plans for the future because the most important thing is to get things sorted before you lose your capacity. And yeah. really, we all should be doing that. I should have a, mm. a lasting power of attorney, but I haven't because I could get run over tomorrow. And who's going, you know, if I've got brain injuries, who's going to be able to deal with my affairs? So people fear it, lasting power of attorney, because they don't understand that it doesn't actually come into force until you lose your capacity. So filling one in and, and agreeing to a son, daughter or whoever being your power of attorney does not mean that from tomorrow they can manage your finances. You have to lose capacity for them to be able to do that. Um, but it is important because once you've lost capacity, you can't make that decision. I actually, uh, when, we, when my dad passed away, I mean, it's 10 years ago now, my mum was sorting out all of her finances and, I mean, my mum's still with us, and she did one of those. We went through the process, and it it was actually quite good to see that, you know, they have to fall into this. If I try and trigger it, if I'm worried in some way, these two other people get contacted yeah. to, to say that I'm not basically trying to rip her off. 
Yeah. You know, and all that. It's a really good safeguards that yeah. are in place. And also, you know, if I do need to deal with things quick and, you know, she, it, something like that unfortunately happens, that we, it, it's already in place. Yeah, it's yeah. done. Yeah, you yeah. Know. It's really important to think about planning for the future for all of us, really, because anything could happen. Um, they also do benefit checks and attendance lounge as well within that service, as well as our information and advice service. Um, we have another... Um, program called get connected where we help older people this this has grown we used to do what we called silver surfers before but we call it get connected now um and it, it's grown within the the pandemic because of the need to be online and of course older people were the big area that weren't online oh they were and didn't want anything to do with it you know no yeah. no and and their families were as bad saying we don't want mum dad you know to have anything to do with it it's dangerous we don't want them on they were on but they didn't want their parents to be on it you know so it was it's been a difficult thing but and we had to do it of course trying to get somebody who's older online by doing it online or doing it over the telephone which is what we had to do before we could go face to face was something that was a real learning curve for all of us because you can't just go to somebody who's never used a a tablet swipe to your left on a telephone because they don't know what you're doing if you're sitting next to them and say this is what you do fine but if you're trying to describe doing that on a telephone when they've got the tablet they don't know what on earth you're talking about listen it was difficult being 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 frank which is what we're all about it's one of the most frustrating things in the world trying to teach anybody yeah the the benefits and and how to use anything online um but certainly you know explaining to my mum and dad um is 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 these all these gray hairs in my (laughs) head at least a third of them have come from saying no 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 (laughs) but it's been now they're on whatsapp oh yeah um they've not gone online in terms of the the video stuff but whatsapp texting email uh you know the netflixes of this world and stuff like that and it's just we listen we had this and we i think we've said it pretty much in every single podcast we've done we when we've worked with uh certainly one of the housing trusts and you know you're speaking to and this is during the pandemic like you we never shut down we carried on um and you're speaking to other people and it's like well you know we're trying to set up things where they can they can go online and do it safely and 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 there was this kind of oh no i'm not i'm not doing that and you know you get to the point where you've got to say listen nobody knew how long that was going to last and we may well go back into some form of it do it who knows yeah but it's like it's not really a choice no it's not really a choice because you're going to be lonely uh, and you won't be able to speak to your relatives. And it got, you know, it gets to that point where you've got to really, all right, you judge it on every situation, but you've just got to, you know, you've got to put your cards on the table and say it's essential. Even after this, that you can, you know, pay your bills online. The doctors now trying to get anything other than doing it online. Yeah. I mean, in, on one side, it's it's pretty disgraceful that the that they're emitting a, a whole slice of the community, pushing them to one side to mm. make it easier for the majority. Yeah. But if that's the way it is, then they get you know they're gonna have to they're gonna well, have to, to get up with yeah, it. So yeah, it's it's a big part of what we do, digital inclusion. Yeah, we, so. we start we started by going out and and doing everything we could to encourage people, but then we, as you know yourself, there was some cantankerous oh yes uh, people who were like, I'm not doing that, I'm not doing this, and it, 
I must admit, after a while, it's like you're trying to get it across. You're saying, look, you need to access your doctors. What about your bank? What about online shopping? What about mm. just connecting with other people? Yeah. And in the end, you, we, me and Paul both, we're not known for our patients at the best of times, but it just basically our whole spiel changed into, look, yeah, it's not a choice anymore. Yeah. You know, it's not one of these things, but we found the biggest barrier, as you said, Anne-Marie, mm. was families. Yeah. And it was like, oh, no, Nan don't need a tablet. Yeah. Uh, oh, Nan don't need that. And you're like, she bloody does. Yeah. You know, it's all right, you taking it. And the other thing we was uh, being very careful. Yeah, you go and that. see her once a week. What about the other days in the week when she sat at home doing nothing? When yeah, she's well, you're, you're busy and online, what is it, 80 hours a day on your phone yeah. and on social yeah. media? Yeah, why can't your nan look at funny yeah. cat videos yeah. all day, just like yeah. you do, which yeah. is pretty much it, yeah? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. then the other frustration to that, and I, I'm hoping it's changed a bit, was when we went to the housing schemes and a couple of housing uh, associations that wanted to work with us and wanted us to um, help people. And we say, right, okay, where's your Wi-Fi? Oh, we haven't got it in the housing yeah. schemes. Yeah. It's like, hang on, it's a necessity now. It isn't an option. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the people that live in your housing schemes, that's one of the, it's like, a, um, to me, it's a like water, it is. electric. A human right, yeah, we've said that before. You know, it, it, should, it should be a human, a basic human right to have access yeah. to it, I mean, whether you use the, it or not. Yeah, We've got one of the big ones to actually, we did an audit of quite a lot of housing schemes. They have a lot, and uh, they actually out down and start putting it in yeah so that was that was a big success as far as we're concerned yeah they hate us now <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know what Marie? i don't care yeah. and, and and you know it's, it's like I, I i don't care that we called you out and yeah. you've had to do and it's cost you a few quid yeah. don't matter just going back to the i mean listen i i i, I kind of know what 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 you guys do anyway obviously and, and i'm sure damien does with with having all the relatives and not so so we've we've kind of crossed some of these bridges before and the services you offer i think uh, are fantastic and 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 more and and really practical yeah really which is so important to me it's not like you know it, it's practical stuff that can make yeah. a real difference but is there anything that you're looking to to set up in trafford is there is there anything that you really need to um that you want to push that you want to start that that we can help you with in, in terms of maybe opening some doors or anything, any service that you that you would love to get off the ground if you could. Um, at the moment, um, we, what we tend to be concentrating on is the fact that we we lost um, ha over half of our volunteers during COVID because they were all yeah. older. Yeah. Um, and they'd been with us many years, but they just decided that, you know, they wanted to spend more time with their families. They didn't want to go back to volunteering or they wanted to change what, what for whatever reason. So we're really, really short of volunteers. So that's one of the things that we're really desperate for at the moment. Um, we, we have, uh, we used to have quite a lot of social activities, but again, lot run by volunteers and they've all gone so we we could do with some volunteers to help us run our social activities and building up again we're beginning to build up so we have a have an afternoon tea once a month at the moment with with entertainment we're looking for entertainers who will do it for free because we don't have a lot of money so if there's any entertainers that will come to Trafford and do an afternoon 
a couple of hours or even an where's, hour. Where's that, Amory? Where's it like... It's at our building in Ermston. We have a, a community building in Ermston. Right. We've been there. It's where you have the uh, wellbeing committee meetings. Oh, of course it is. Yeah. Yeah, on the yeah, on the corner, yeah. you know. I've, yeah, listen, we can definitely, definitely help you. There's one person. In oh, particular. definitely. I, I, I we need we need free entertainment for these afternoon teas. All right. Um, we we also we want to set a men's group up again. We used to have a men's group, but we the, both the volunteers have gone. They used to run that, so we we want to we want to get that going again. What does the men's group do? Um, it's just men. It's because men, men like are... Like a vault. Is it yeah, a vault? It is. We used to call it the men's room, but it sounded a bit like a loo. So we're going to call it together men. We're going to call it together men now. Um, so it's really because men are the worst for not getting involved in things, particularly oh, yeah. older men. That's my not wife. Look, not looking after their health, you know. Yeah. So yeah. it's getting them together in a safe area where they might play some indoor balls. They talk about football. They have a bit of a fight over whether they're City or United and, you know, all those sorts of things. They have a cup of tea. They have a biscuit. <laughs> but we also get an opportunity to talk about health matters, to check on them, to make sure, you know, they get all the benefits they're entitled to and all those kind of things. But in an enjoyable way. And we're going to integrate it this time within our, our new mental health service. We've got a new mental health uh, service for older people, mental health and well-being, because, again, mental health usually seems to end when you get older. Yeah. And it's basically, oh, when you're old, you'd have depression anyway. Nonsense, nonsense. And, you know, it's not, a, it's not a guarantee of older age that you're going to be depressed. No. So you shouldn't be. And it shouldn't be the only answer to that is to give you medication. Mm. You know, there should be some other ways to deal with that. Um, so we've, we've got a new service and part of that service, we will we will fit that new Together Men programme within that new service. But we need desperately volunteers to help run it. Right. Well, my commitment and I'm sure Damien's commitment is we will push that. I mean, we, we held one of our first um we, we 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 get funding or we get support from GM Culture, which is yeah. is you know the Tembo has all put money into a pot and the money's taken out and we've got money to uh, we've put a bit into run for creative wellbeing festivals um, and we're doing a couple more now. But basically, that's going into a community, looking at the people doing good things and promoting pretty much like we're doing with with you now. Yeah. Um, and our first one was in Trafford. Yeah. And um, the big thing for us is as much as and that was smack bang when the first lockdown started two years ago 2020 yeah. uh, but it was really really successful now we're always looking to go back to those areas in particular because it's only me and Damien and you know we need to get more volunteers don't get him started on that because yeah. he's always talking about that um but we, legacy is a really big thing yeah. for us not for us personally but for the for the charity to show that we've not just gone in done a few things and gone away again so it would be great for us to, to look at helping you develop that even if it's the men's club thing yeah. or the volunteers in Trafford so I you know definitely we'll do whatever we can yeah, um true. to highlight that that would be uh yeah that would be a real honor and funding wise because we have to raise our own funds um because we and because we don't we don't get any core funding either so we're not a charity that the uh, local authority CCG or as it will be Trafford integrated care partnership i think yeah uh, from tomorrow um 
they, they don't provide us with core funding. They only fund us for specific projects. So, for example, they fund us for memory loss advice service, but, you know, that's just for that. So we have no core funding. So we rely a lot on being able to generate our own income to run the building, you know, pay for the staff that aren't funded through projects, key staff, um, really, that aren't funded through projects. So, um, and we're facing, like everybody else, we've got a big building here. Um, we're facing an £8,000 a year increase in our utility bill. Wow. Which, which we didn't expect. Nobody expected it. Eight grand. Um, so, you know, that's a big chunk that we've got fines. So, you know, any funding that we can get, any sponsorship that we can get for things, um, you know, the charity of the year, whatever we can get, it, we'd be very, very grateful for because that's that kind of thing is a big headache for us, really. What what are your most what are the most successful ways that that you've got historically for raising money? Um well, we've never had the resources to actually do fundraising. So we've always had to do it by bidding for money and, you know, going to trusts and lottery and all the rest of it um, for it and, and doing it that way. We've never actually had the resources to do any local fundraising with any, you know. No. Have you got a fundraiser? Have you got, so you no, haven't got a fundraiser? No, we haven't fundraiser. got fundraiser. Oh, right, okay. um, We've never been able, we've never had the resources to do that. Um, so, yeah, it's... You know, we had when we when we refurbished this building, we bought this building, refurbished the building. Most of that funding came from a, a big trust, um, who uh, and well, the majority of it didn't come from the trust. The majority of it came from the biggest legacy we'd ever had from somebody that we've still we called the building after her, even though it wasn't required. It was a Miss Sharples, and we called it the Sharples Building because that mm. was appropriate. Um, but we don't know why. She didn't even live in Trafford, but clearly something because it was our it was our charity our our charity number. Whereas the other three charities were national charities that they left she left it to, but she left it specifically to us in Trafford. So we either did something for her, or we did something for a family member or a friend, and it was massive charity, a massive legacy for us. And we Marie, in, the, in this it. sector, you'll know yourself. You don't know yeah. who's buying. No. You touch no. No. So we bought, we didn't want to waste it, the money. So we bought the building because we were in a, a, you know, a very small building that we couldn't use for anything. We went to hire rooms for things. We couldn't run services from the building. Um, and we decided um, that we would spend that money on buying a building. We bought this building. We, we stayed in Ermston because our social capital was here as mm. well. So we'd been here all the time, even though we covered the whole of the borough. Um, and this building was derelict. It used to be a Chinese restaurant. It had been empty for five years. It was derelict. We bought it. We then had to raise the funds to refurbish it from a trust, from uh, some local fundraising. We had a really good family who still use our dementia services, who did a lot of fundraising for us. You know, and they brought us 5,000 just on their own, that family, which was great. Mm. Um, we had uh, local, some local, like the, the sale mayoral fund, contributed a small amount towards it and you know we had bits and bobs of local funding as well and um, we had some in-kind stuff from Trafford Housing Trust and from our IT company so we were able to to do it that way but that's that's the biggest fundraising thing we've done if you like uh, normally it will only be little things like the odd raffle or something mm. like that 
Um, but even when we opened the building and we had standing room only, in fact, the leader of the council couldn't get in. He came late, he couldn't get in. He was right. He was, he was trying to get in because we were just literally out the doors because everybody wanted to see this new building, didn't they? What was in it? Um, but we had um, donation tins everywhere and we had, you know, the usual champagne and orange juice and food, loads of food and all the rest of it. So all that had been provided. We even had um, Matthew Kelly uh, because he was a local lad. Yeah, his mum and dad still live there. Or they did do. They're both, they? they're both yeah. dead now, but right. yeah, he came and he he opened it for us and everything. Um, but we raised in our donation tins on that day, no lie, sixty two p. I thought you were going to say we raised sixty two p. So oh. we do just don't rely on that kind of thing. I tell you, the best thing is if we can have young kids with buckets. If we do events and we've got young kids with buckets, then they're great. And we had some little, I thought I had one of these, when we did one once in the, and we we're trying to attract people to our stall as well. We had some little squashy pigs once. And if you just went, if you saw a child going past with its mother or nan, and you just went like that with a squashy pig, pink pig, oh, here they are. Right. They were over. So, yeah, if you can get children or pets with you, you're good. You're good, you're good to go. But if you're just older people on your own, then you'd struggle for, for doing that. I'm just thinking, actually, there's quite a few um, things that we can collaborate on there. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like the men's group, I mean, we, we're always looking to collaborate with other groups. You know, we respect the independence of the group, but... Yeah. There's nothing to, if I could find some funding to run your men's group in collaboration with Manx Spirit and we'll bring oh, in so we could, but then all of these little projects, as you know, can, we'll all have some running costs or rent or whatever yeah. in it, which might help you that way. Yeah. Another one, uh, a good friend of Paul's, um, Trev. Now, I know he's just come out of hospital, he's had his knee done, but he's he runs a, a night about dementia. Yeah, and it's it's entertaining. It's it's plays. It's stories. It's yeah, and he he's he lost his nan, and his nan was very important to him. And he yeah. he does this dementia night, or he wanted to take it around the borough, didn't he? Put around the yeah, know? we he did the we did the first one in Stockport a while back, and it, it's people <laughs> getting up and um, telling their stories, yeah. and and the majority of them were funny because it it can be. You know, yeah. and um, it was just, it, I mean, really, it was just people who were in that situation able to get in, into a, a a setting which is not, you know, where it's relaxed yeah. and you can talk to people yeah. and, and, and stuff like that. And, and we actually had the uh, Dementia uh, UK involvement. But, you know, I'll be honest, they weren't great. Yeah, considering because again we see it all the time. They're a huge organisation, yeah. and us saying, "Well, we might, you know, raise somebody." It was like, "Oh yeah, great, here's yeah. a bucket." Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, that, I expected a little bit more than that. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. so which is why you know, from a personal point of view, I much much prefer working with um groups that are know exactly what they want to do. Yeah. And are more focused. Yeah. Uh, and you're massively focused. Yeah. It's open I mean, my uh, eyes. And uh, uh, something that we would be ideal for us, but I don't know how we raise funds for this. But you know, you don't know who's listening and who might have ideas. No, no. Don't ask, don't get. Yeah, we don't use our building to its full potential because 
it's being used during the day and, and we don't have a lot of space because we have our own services running from during the day and we run daycare here. We run that's something I didn't mention, dementia daycare here, specialist dementia daycare, um, three days, three days a week. So we don't have a lot of space in the week. But the building is not used on Saturdays. We can't use it on Sundays because for some reason planning refused to allow us to use it on a Sunday. I don't know why. It was a restaurant. It was used all Sunday. Uh, but we've never but we've never needed to go back to them on that one. So at the moment, but we don't use it Saturdays. We don't use it in the evenings because we haven't got a caretaker. We can't afford one. Right. So, you know, if we could get funding from somewhere for a caretaker, we could open the building to other groups to use and actually generate some income. Because right. we, we did generate quite a lot of income in the past through rented rooms, but we haven't got the space to rent very much now because we filled, filled it with our own services in the week. Right. Um, but we've got nobody to actually manage the building, just, you know, open up and lock up like a caretaker would with a community building and make sure it's clean and all the rest of it. Um, and we can do it with existing staff because we tried that and it just, it just compounds the issue because you have to give them the time back then. So if they stay here in the evening and, you know, sit on the reception desk, it's very expensive to have your chief exec or your finance manager doing that, which we did. But also you have to give them the time back then and then it compounds the daytime. So we really need funding for caretaker, but where we would get that from, I don't know. But it has, as you say, a legacy to it in the sense that it generates income for us and it opens another space for community groups to use as well when it's not being used. It's got a car park, which in in the evenings and weekends is empty apart from our two buses. So yeah, I know I've used that car park. We've used that car park. Um, I was going to say, it's, a, it's a, a discussion we need to have away from, away from yeah. this discussion yeah. anyway, but I was just... Uh, how are you? How are you structured? Are you a CIO? Are you a CIC? We're, we're a charity and a company limited by guarantee. Right, because um, you could do your evening stuff in your weekend as a social enterprise. Yeah, yeah, we do. We do still have a. We we used to do. Um, we used to do insurance sales, but we don't do that anymore. So we still do have a separate. Right. company for social so you've enterprise got, you've got a trading structure yeah we've got a trading company yeah it's just it's just on sort of in abeyance at the moment because we're not using it for anything but yeah we did we did used to run our insurance through there but we kept it because we might have other needs for it in the future so it's still there it's still active just remind so, me because we, we never had a tour around when when we came what 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 have you got inside in, t- in terms of room size and right. so capability? We've, we've got a we've got the big what we call a conference room, which is uh, split into a uh, a big room and a smaller room with concertina doors, so you can open the door and go and you can go all the way through, so it'll be bigger. Um, we use that for our AGM. It's got a, a fully equipped kitchen in it. It's um, we use that for our AGM, and we've had sixty people in there, right. so. 50, depending yeah. on what you do with them. If you want debt tables and stuff like that, it's a smaller number. But if you just got them sitting down, you can take 50 in that big room. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can split it and you can have you can use it different ways. We've got another room that's called Silver Surfer, which is a, a smaller meeting room that'll take about 12 to 15 people, depending how you lay right. it out. Okay. So you've got us both thinking now, Amory. How we can, yeah. uh... <laughs> we've got a small consultation room as well between the two that can be used as well. Right. Yeah. No, you've definitely got us uh, 
which is not which is, doesn't come across well on a podcast. Just goes quiet, doesn't it? While the brains are ticking over. They've they've forgotten what to say now. They've said everything. But no, I mean, listen, I I am really impressed. I mean, listen, I've got an idea of what you you, what what Age UK does, but um, you're doing. I I I think, and I say I say this a lot. I think a community should be judged. The wider community should be judged on how it treats. Uh, how it treats its veterans in terms of armed forces, and and how it how it treats its older people, yeah. and you know we you know we all know that there's situations where where young people get treated really really badly, but generally there are things in place to su- to support them, and that, and that's a given anyway. Uh, and I don't think we do either particularly no. well no. in this country. And 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 then when you when you get the mix of the older people who've actually helped build what we've all got now what we all take advantage of now that just compounds it um for me so I, and 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 you know from a selfish point of view now we're getting older yeah now we're, we're kind of looking at stuff that um again with parents and ourselves where you think well you know i could be using that service in it's not only that it paul it's the um always any projects i've ever done it's the stories the experience the skills the uh, of these that people that are older have got yeah and it's tapping it i know a lot of them don't want to (laughs) so that's one of your barriers but there's a whole wealth of uh stories experience skills um that they've got to offer if only you could motivate and encourage people to get involved yeah and that kind of leads us into one of the with these particular sessions, which we try to have a little bit of a theme, we're a little bit focused in what we do, uh, and we try to have a bit of a theme when we do these podcasts. And, and this one is is really speaking to people about podcasts, yeah. And if they've ever thought of um, putting one together themselves, obviously you're coming on this to you know to tell people what you do, but it's a fantastic way, yeah, of of really engaging the community and just you know don't you don't say oh yeah it's going to go across the world and people and it, and they do mm. but generally just looking at your local community and like Damien said there there will be some amazing funny yeah you know stories there as well as the ones that you want which are the really emotional stuff that get people involved um I mean that that's you know we all need that even if yeah. it upsets us it just puts us in touch with that with that with that side of ourselves but but yeah there'll be so much oh yeah and and you know we can help I mean uh, this is a given in in terms of the the the, the man made sorry the the um man made is me that's something else that I did <laughs> in, in in terms of the great mank pod um and we've offered this to everyone we've spoken to and it's an offer open yeah. to anybody listening you know if you want to take over some of these episodes um to do anything specific whether it would be around dementia yeah which i would I, I would be particularly interested in yeah uh in, in doing with you we can we can work with you to produce it we can put it out there be brilliant you can use it as a taster if you want to set your own pod- yeah. podcast up we can support you on that we can help you we can um, and I think it's a really, really massive yeah, opportunity um, because, and we say this as well, there'll be some stories we could never, ever, yeah. <laughs> you know, people, you don't, don't look at, look at older people. They, oh, they haven't lived a life. They've oh, lived a life. life yeah. <laughs> They've lived a life. 
and that's when I have to put, you know, this is for 18 plus yeah. <laughs> on oh, the yeah. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so let's let's chat about that again. It's you know, it's yeah. we okay. we can do that. Um Damien and I, I'm sure would love to to come yeah, down we could get more table, older you? people listening to podcasts and but also yeah. making them yeah because um what's my a lot of the stuff we do because we do a lot of creativity and mental health what we found more than anything is nostalgia puts a smile on people's faces oh it does yeah it does you know so the more stories we can get out there about that are nostalgia stories of hope stories of overcoming challenges yeah. you know that kind of stuff yeah that's what people want to listen to because they're sick of watching this shit on the news in a minute. Yeah. You know what I mean? what would what would be really interesting to me personally would be people who've lived in that area or lived in Trafford for you know a long time. Yes. <laughs> Talking yeah. about how Trafford has changed, yes. and it has. It has, yeah. You know, and you know, uh, and and I think that then that becomes like this is where you start looking. You know, if you're looking into funding, if it becomes more of a heritage based. Yeah. Um, then you know we can put you know we can put some joint funding in. Yeah. And you know get some heritage based podcasts, short films, yeah. you know a mini documentary, whatever. Yeah. Just just to get that stuff. I'm a massive one for rec- and I wish I'd done this with me nan. Um, the stories just I know, don't we all wish we had. Oh, just mm. that's the stuff that you can just listen back to. But yeah. stuff about the you know about growing up during the war and and the yeah. changes and and everything else so that's there's me again being nostalgic and you know i, I you know i can be nostalgic about the 1980s now yeah. this is the frightening yeah. thing yeah, <laughs> where, right. where kids go what were the 1980s like and you go oh god yeah how long ago was that yeah no. um but oh, 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 i always wanted to my my partner's a, a nurse, well she used to be the ward manager for the dementia ward at macclesfield hospital so she used to come around at home and tell me all sorts of stories and things like that yeah but one service that I'd love to set up and I've always thought of is recording when somebody yes. has a diagnosis of dementia, yeah, recording their history and their stories so that the family can then keep that. Yeah, yeah. Because once that person's like, gone, they're lost. Yeah, you know there's a mean? there's a lot of stuff around life books, and we we again tried to do that, but you, but yeah, like you say, you need the resources to do it. You need somebody to sit down with that person, record all those details, and make it into a book and. You know, and it, it's it's having that. It can be volunteers, but it's having that resource to actually put those put those things together. But that's where I think if we did, and this is again, it's ste- stepping it up. If we did a series of podcasts, say six yeah. to ten, yeah, use that as evidence. Then go after funding yeah. to set it up more as a service. Yeah, then that steps it up because. Yeah. Um, but that social history and collecting those oh, yeah. those stories and th- you know it's just incredible. But anyway, that's going off. Well, I mean, I, we should definitely need to speak speak more about that. Yeah. So we'll drop you a line and, and yeah. we'll meet up and and listen. I, I, I um, that was really interesting for me personally. As I mean, which is you know I want to get stuff out. I just don't want to be doing these for the sake of doing them. To to be quite blunt, you know, we want to speak to people generally that we want to speak with. Yeah. Um. There are two uh, things that I do want to tell you that we do in traffic that probably don't happen else in, in other areas. Oh, yeah, go on. Um, one is we have a health bus. So we have we use one of our uh, daycare buses when it's not being used for daycare. And we travel around the borough of Trafford. I think it's three times a month off the top of my head. And we park up in different areas 
We do uh, people we take people's blood pressure. We do cardio mobile. Have you seen that? Where you can just do, you can do a mobile ECG, so you can test your heart on right. a little device that's mobile. Um, we do BMI, uh, you know, BMI and, and weight, and we give healthy lifestyle advice as well. So that's something different that yeah. we do. The other thing is that we're a community hub um, as well as being a UK. So. Six community hubs were set up at the beginning of the pandemic in Trafford. Yeah. And we're one of those six. So we've been a community hub from the beginning. But the decision is now that those hubs will continue and they are continuing in oh, a right. different, that's, that's different been, way. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's been made, has it? Because, yeah. yeah that, that's, so, that's so the hubs do different things now. So we've been involved in the, we cover the, the M41 area. So we don't cover the whole of Trafford for the hub. Um, there are other hubs in the other areas of Trafford, mm. so there are five other hubs to cover the other areas. So although as Age UK Trafford, we cover the whole borough as the hub, we're just the M41 postcode. Um, but all the hubs have been working with Ukraine refugees, supporting them, so they've been part of that. Obviously, during COVID, it was about food deliveries. It was about mm. the food banks were closed, so we acted as the food banks we uh, we did medicine pickups and all those kind of things as well. But now we're supporting people with these cost of living increases. We're put supporting people who are really struggling with, we've got a household support fund at the moment, which comes to an end in September. And we were talking this morning, you know, what's going to happen going forward with that. But we can provide, we can help people with fuel top-ups. We can help people with white goods. We can help people with uh, food. We've got... Uh, Love to shop vouchers that they can use, you know, all those kind of things. So this is all over fifties, though. This is still aimed at. No, no, that's all age. The the, the oh, community right. hub okay. is all age. Yeah, yeah, community hub is all age in in every one of the the six hubs across across the borough. No, no, the we, um, Lindsay Mallory, um, you you probably who's yeah. now at Stockport, yeah. which is yeah. a big loss for Trafford. Yeah. Um, she was really keen to keep the hubs going because they were so good. Yeah. During the pandemic. And I know Thrive are trying to sort out the volunteer stuff and things like that at the moment. Yeah, that's right. So we've we've been funded through to the end of next March. Um, so yeah, and then the, the idea is that we will continue. It's how do we how do we beyond that? But yeah, it's the 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 the, the um I suppose the system of hubs has worked really well and there's no reason why we should completely stand them down. Uh, just waiting for another t- pandemic, let's use them, you know, for the community going forward in whatever way that's appropriate. Listen, we're going to need them more, not less. Well, we'll be doing some as part of ours because we do have a constituency of older people and we're age UK. In our hub, we'll be doing a winter soup and social uh, for older people to keep them warm during winters because because older people do love to go to libraries and warm places because they don't mm-hmm. have to put the heating on at home, which is understandable to do that. So, you know, we'll be doing that as well. And the other hubs are doing similar things for, for different, you know, where, Listen, where I their think speciality is in their area as well. It's a brilliant, brilliant initiative. It just, it really, really annoys me that we're living in a in a place where we've got to do. Yeah. That type of thing. Well, it does. It, Keep I don't, but 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 it, it, it yeah. it's also the flip side to that is it's great to see that people are yeah are offering that service yeah. normally off their own back. Yeah. Um I mean on a on a personal level, not 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 you know, as a voice of Age UK Trafford, but I'm with you. I don't think I think it's disgraceful that we need food banks in this country. Mm. Disgraceful. 
that anybody is in that position that they need to go to a food bank. You know, we shouldn't need that in this country. Well, we have a policy and we say we do this all the time. We don't work with politicians. We're not interested. We'll just crack on and get it done because that's what we're doing uh, in Manchester. (laughs) You you were mentioning about the uh, Ukrainian. I mean, that that might, again, when I say topical, you know what I mean when I say that, but that, you know, people are obviously seeing that all the time. What, 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 what are you doing in, in, so what kind of things have you, so the, the, the kind of things, the kind of things the hubs have been doing. Again, there's been welcome packs that that have that have been provided, funded through the council. But the welcome packs we've been in our own hub areas. We've been helping deliver welcome packs to U- Ukrainian refugees in our area. We've had we're the point of contact for them and for their sponsors, so that they can come and ask us for information. You know, uh, travel vouchers, all those kind of things, and. and uh, also, we've been uh, setting up community uh, meetings for them. So in, in some of the hubs, they've been able to do that within their own building. But because ours is used during the week, we haven't. And it's a local church that's doing that. So they're having a weekly meeting, coffee morning for Ukrainian refugees in the M41 area is in a local church. So, you know, we're, we're helping facilitate those kind of things as well. So do we know? And you, and you may not, you may not be able to tell this and I completely understand, but. Do we know what what kind of how many refugees Trafford have have taken in? Uh, I don't, but it's a pity that Karen, our who's the hub lead, our our uh, prevention and wellness wellness manager, would have that figure exactly. Right. But I don't know it off the top of my head. I'm afraid. Right. I, I mean, I hope as many as we possibly can yeah. Is, yeah. is 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 my answer to it, I, yeah. and, and that that's the only reason for asking it. It's not yeah. to say, well, we've done more or less. It's just I think that it's probably been more sponsors than there's actually been refugees come into Trafford, but that's a guess. Right. Well, we've got we've got the big houses. Yeah, we have. You yes, know, we have. We've, so well, not I haven't, yeah. but yeah. So you would you would think that we would because there are those big houses, yeah. but and people have come forward, um, but I don't know. But Karen would know exactly how many would come in, but, but I don't. That's interesting. Is is there any? I mean, I'm, we don't normally say this, but I mean, I'll I'll say it anyway. And if it all goes wrong, I'll just cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> but have have you got any questions for us? Into, into you know when when you look at I mean I don't know I mean I, I know we um, we kind of jumped on a, a few um, a few organisations to get involved in this and we had a discussion about people that we would like to speak to and and your organisation was one of them just so that we could find out more um, yeah. but yeah I was just wondered if you if you had a look to see what what we do or. And, and no, no, I hadn't. I probably should have done, but I haven't actually. No, that would probably no. be my question. But maybe if we <laughs> if we're going if we're going to uh, you know catch up for other things, then that's when we'll learn about you as well. Well, I, I hope so because <clears throat> I don't want this to be, and I don't I, I don't say this if I don't mean it anyway. Um, but no, we I, I, I'm sure I'm speaking for Damien. We want to build on this, yeah. Because um, like you said, I think you do it. You're doing fantastic things, and I love the way it's set out. <clears throat> and certainly, from a volunteer point of view, we can help push and promote that. Um, and let's set up a meeting, yeah, and 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 get something done. Not just talk yeah. about it, yeah. Um, get something done because I think there's loads of options that we can, yeah, we can work together on. Yeah, that'd be um, great. There's nothing like partnership working. It's the well, only way to do it. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is. 
And it's hard. <laughs> it's it really hard. It is hard. And it's hard. With, you know, I constantly say to the statutory sector as well, it's hard when you are pitted against one another when there's no need to do that. Yeah. You know, when the statutory sector... Do you think there's a reason for that? It's, it's, oh, yeah. Make yeah. a decision, oh, we're going to do this and we're going to get, oh, we'll 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 create this new thing to do this. And the next thing you know, all this money's been spent on it and you think, hang on, they're already doing that. <laughs> yeah. Or somebody down the road is already doing that. Why didn't you fund them to do it? Why have you done that? And then you, you know, you, and then you're struggling to keep something that was really good. I'm not saying fund something that's been going on for years that's not that shouldn't be because I've come across those as well. Yeah, but I'm the community sector doesn't help either, does no, it? Because no, it the, doesn't. The silo mentality yeah, and the, yeah, you know yeah. our people. Oh like yeah, I know. And you're like, no, no, everybody, you know, we can all provide services to the same person, but you know, but not the same service to the same person. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. not just on, on our side. It's it's the person themselves as well, because <laughs> I don't know whether it's just older people, but I mean, I've worked with, with I've worked in the voluntary sector. I trained to be a solicitor, but never practised. And I've worked in the voluntary sector now for 30 odd years. And I've worked the majority of that time with older people. So I can only really speak for older people. But a, a lot of them don't ask and are quiet and afraid to ask. And that is a that is a thing with older people. They don't like to ask. They don't like to bother people. You they know, don't the think key, they deserve it. They the don't GP's think they deserve busy. it. There's more people need more than me. So they're not, you know, yeah. it, there is a lot of that mentality. But then there are a group that will do a everything, you know, they'll go to every organization in creation and say nobody helps them. Mm. Because as organizations, we don't talk to one another. So we don't know. Mm. And it's only when somebody rings you and says, oh, we've got this really, you know, case here and somebody needs this and they need that and they don't know where to turn. And they and you start to think, this, this person rings about and you say, is this so-and-so? <laughs> and they say, oh, yeah, that's their name. Yes. They go on our holidays. They come to this because we used to run holidays. They come to this. They come to that. They've had this from the carer centre. They've had that from the carer centre. They, you know, they're using this service. They're using that service. They know where to go, but they've yeah. discovered you and you're somebody they've never been to before and they might get something from you, so they want to well, tell you. Well, I quite they, like they that. Nothing. They get nothing. I, I, I quite, I like that kind of ingenuity. If you're not, I mean, it's an argument they're taking it away from some somebody else, but there's also that argument that they're thinking, I mean, you know, they may well have worked the backsides off for 40, 50 years. Now they're thinking, no. I, you know, I now it's my my time to get some of that back, and I'm I'm not I'm not averse, I see now, but it, I, I get see it. it. Is it entrepreneurship? Because you know, <laughs> yeah, you might look at it that way. Yes, I go to <laughs> I, you know visit different community centres and different, and you clock people, and you think yeah. you you go to the lunch club at such a place on a Tuesday, yeah. but then they go, yeah. well, we've got the whole week. But with the cost of living, with the heating, with it, yeah. why not? The yeah. services are there. Are oh you? yeah, I'm not saying I'm you not saying I mean? that. No, I'm not saying that. It's just the it's the we it's it's. But I wish more would. It's I'm the we don't we don't we had we don't get any help at all. I, Nobody well, helps us because that reflects say. badly on the organisations yeah, yeah, yeah. that are helping them. So yeah. to say nobody <laughs> helps us and the and the the local authorities <laughs> funding the carers centre and us to do that. They then say, "Why aren't you doing it?" Because these people are saying you're not helping them when we are. What you need to do, what you need to do on your website. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. you need to do on your website is have the ten most wanted, like the FBI. 
<laughs> Post these mugshots. Yeah. This yeah. is Ethel. And I'm not yeah. this. I know this is not yeah. every Ethel. I'm just picking yeah. a name. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, but. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you do feel sorry that. for those that then don't get the service because yeah. they don't. I'm afraid the they worst for that was when I worked for the homeless in Manchester yeah. and I worked on the street. And they'd do, you'd have every camera crew and reporter yeah. from everywhere interviewing them. And I'd be stood nearby and they'd be going, Nobody else, me. I don't take drugs. I've yeah. never done this. And they'd come off the interview and I'd go, You lying get? Yeah. <laughs> Everything you just said, I know is not true. Yeah. And they went, it's what they wanted to hear, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And it well, was that's, like, it. that's it. That's, that's it. exactly what they were doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's been it's human nature in it. So well, yeah, yeah we, we all have our moments. We do. <laughs> Listen, it's been brilliant. Speaking yeah. with you, Amory. Uh, we love the stuff you do. We're definitely going to set up a meeting. Yeah. Um, and and you know, have a great rest of the day. And thank you so much for coming on that great map pod. Welcome. Honestly, it's been it's been fantastic. And yeah. we've not sworn once. No, well, which is, which is unusual. You did once, but we I think I it. did. <laughs> oh no, that's just yeah. Honestly, that's nothing. <laughs> 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 that's it's like watching Billy Connolly live. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes but listen thanks very much you have a great rest of the day and yeah, Lisa, we'll definitely meet up soon I'll, yeah i look forward to hearing from you if you ever think of anything you might need mainly it's culture uh health and well-being yeah. stuff like that i yeah. do support other charities and stuff i do capacity building and project development and bid writing and stuff yeah. and then paul's got a production company so if, if there's anything if we don't know how to do it we don't yeah. know somebody you can probably help you out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, brilliant. All right. You're Thank you so much, mate. family now. <laughs> Thank you very much. Have a great rest Thank of the you. day. And you. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to that great Mank pod. Please do us a massive favour and subscribe to this podcast. And if you can, leave us a review on iTunes. Both are a massive help, enabling us to promote the people and the great causes we champion to a much bigger audience. If you want to get in touch, give us a follow on Twitter at GreatMankPod and drop us a DM. Cheers. You're listening to That Great Mank Pod, Greater Manchester's community podcast. Top one out.